the path doesn't have to be straight. We have enough information that we can Value courage. You're listening to the We Get Real AF podcast, exploring the future with trailblazing women and girls in emerging tech, XR, AI, and futurism. Science and technology are reshaping our world at lightning speed. Engage in conversations that'll spark your curiosity and challenge what you thought possible. Inventing tomorrow starts now. And here are your hosts, Vanessa Alava and Sue Robinson. Welcome to the We Get Real AF podcast, everyone. I'm Vanessa Alava. And I'm Sue Robinson. Thank you so much for joining us today. We would love it if you would go ahead and follow us on social at We Get Real AF and go to wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave us a wonderful comment and rating and subscribe, of course, because we always have amazing content. Absolutely. We also want to say thank you to everyone visiting us on Twitch land because we're live on Twitch. It's very exciting. Thank you, Mitch Machado, for uh, helping us with our video content. As always, we're very, very appreciative. Today, we're doing Sue Vanessa Talk Tech, and we have a couple articles of interesting things that are going on in the world of tech and science. So um, I have an interesting one, Sue, that I had no idea, and I'm going to be just really transparent and vulnerable here. Facebook I guess is in the market of making or creating an Instagram for kids. So it's for children under the age of 13. And basically their whole thing is, you know what? People are lying about their age, people being minors lying about their age in order to have an Instagram account. And this is their way of trying to make it a safe place. Um, they're getting a lot of backlash from lawmakers and people that don't think it's a good idea, obviously because of children and predators and all the other things they could be exposed to. Um, however, I don't know. I think on this side of it, I'm like, you know what, if it's happening anyway, with kids pretending to be older than what they are, maybe having something that's geared toward a younger audience it, we could control it a little better. There are always going to be people trying to do the wrong things or bad things in the world of tech. But I think if we can control the environment as much as possible, just like there's YouTube, there's YouTube for kids and channels geared toward children. I, I'm leaning toward the side of go, go Facebook and Instagram on this one. What do you think? I think I think it's well-intentioned. I, th- I also, having raised kids, know a couple of things. One is as soon as kids know that there's a place that's dedicated for kids, there's going to be a certain point where they're going to not want to be in that place. Right. So that's just an inevitable thing that Mm -hmm. um, they'll want to move over to the adult version of whatever it is. And I also think, of course, as as I think you alluded to Vanessa, any place you have a concentration of kids, you have a a target for predators and hopefully there'll be, um, you know, safety parameters set in place to protect against that. But yeah, I agree with you. I mean, what else are you going to do? Right. Uh, it's going to be called or reportedly called Instagram youth. Uh, again, uh, they are trying to cater to the users under the age of 16. Automatically, their accounts will default to private. And yeah, I think that this is an interesting play on Facebook just because they've been kind of in the light of like privacy hackers and a lot of kind of negative press. And even though they're getting backlash, to your point, Sue, like if we can 
create a safe digital place for our kids to engage in and others have done it. And again, I'm going to mention YouTube. Maybe this is the way to go. Cool. If anybody has thoughts about any of these topics, please feel free to, to ping us in the chat. And uh, we'd love to hear from you and, and hear your thoughts as well. I just got back from an amazing two-week road trip across the Southwest with one of my daughters. And I wanted to share, uh, because the Olympics are going on right now, I wanted to share a really neat discovery that we had that has some technology related to it. And that is the U.S. Uh, Olympic and Paralympic Museum in Colorado Springs, Colorado. This just opened uh, a couple of months ago. This place is a super technology savvy museum, brand new, and it's very experiential. So you can go in and tr- you know actually practice what it is like to be um, a, doing the slalom or downhill skiing. And you can, it's almost, it's not VR, but it, they try to be as immersive as possible without going all the way into a headset. And so you get to actually experience these different sports. And the other thing that I really loved about it was that it's not just the Olympics, but it's the Paralympics. And so um, they, they tell you a lot about the technologies that are used to help Paralympic athletes perform their sport. And you can learn about the prosthetics and the different kinds of devices and technologies that have been designed to facilitate Paralympians and any other athlete who maybe has a disability, who's not at the Olympic level. So I thought that was super fascinating. And then just learning a little bit about um, the technologies that are used to help any Olympian train. For example, Vanessa, I don't know if you knew this, but they have tattoos that they um, can tattoo onto an Olympic athlete and it measures their biometric performance in in real time. Um, So anyway, if Colorado is anywhere in your travel plans or you can put it on your travel plans, not only is it an amazingly beautiful state, but uh, check this place out, the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Museum in Colorado Springs. That is so cool. I had no idea that existed and definitely check it out if you're on a road trip, which a lot of people are trying to take advantage of, especially in light of COVID and trying to avoid flying. So um, I also know to your, to answer your question, Sue, about the tattoos and biometrics, had no idea that existed. Um, I don't even know how they would go about doing that where it's a temporary tattoo, you know, and it washes off, but it's still able to give data. Like, how does that happen? (laughs) I I would love to know the technology behind the tattoo and the biometrics and how they're capturing this information. That is so cool. Yeah, it is. It it totally is. And I don't have the answer to that, but, (laughs) but, you know, maybe we need an answer if anybody has that (laughs) on the show. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Um, moving on to some other news, uh, Older Kindles and, and Amazon is warning to their their uh, customers may lose internet connection. So this is in light of 2G and 3G internet being discontinued in some places in the U.S. and other countries. Um, so several other uh, models of the um, Kindle, uh, especially older models, will no longer have that function of being able to get online now. There's some controversy just because obviously you can get a Kindle that has that option where you're able to connect to Wi-Fi that are more expensive than the ones that don't. So now if you purchase one, even if it was years ago, you paid a little more money, um, it's not going to, that feature is not going to work anymore. So you paid the premium for something that was, you know, had a expiration date on it. So in order to kind of accommodate for this, Amazon is giving some sort of discount and they are emailing the people that have been affected um, to kind of 
give them a little extra cash to purchase an upgrade or, you know, to, to get a new device. Um, but it's interesting because Kindles are not like phones that you kind of upgrade automatically every few years. It's something that you kind of keep and it's, you don't really replace it until it breaks. Mm-hmm. So I, it's just really interesting, but it's something that, I mean, how does Amazon control that? I mean, we kind of had an offline conversation about the things being obsolete the minute they come out mm-hmm. just because technology is moving so fast yesterday. So I just thought this is a really interesting article and it's going to affect several people because Kindles are very popular and, you know, people have like thousands of books in their, uh, you know, man bags and, and, and purses basically. So interesting. It is interesting. It's, uh, it goes back to, yeah, that planned obsolescence, which, mm-hmm. you know, is that the case here or not? Who knows? Um, but I will say I'm not a huge e-reader fan in general. Like there's something about just holding a book and I don't think it's just my generation because my daughters who are in their twenties would much prefer to hold a book than to hold a Kindle too. So it's uh, the Kindle keyboard, Kindle touch, Kindle Paperwhite, Kindle Voyage, and Kindle Oasis. So um, if you don't know or you're unsure of the model you have, you can check Amazon's website and it'll let you know. That's good to know and very interesting. While we're talking about um, technologies that are needing to be updated and replaced, Tim Cook, with who's obviously Apple's CEO, has announced that uh, the chip shortage is going to start affecting iPhone sales in the coming months. A mm. worldwide shortage of semiconductors has already been delaying production of the company's MacBooks and iPad. And he made that announcement back in April, but he has now told folks uh, via CNBC that um, there's going to continue to be supply chain issues. And this is, of course, coming out of the 2020 pandemic and sort of the, the supply chain uh shortages that have happened across all industries. So that could affect availability of new iPhones. And I don't know if it'll affect pricing, but I just wanted to put that out there for everyone. Yeah. I think that we're still, I mean, we talk about the pandemic, which I think obviously we're still living and we're still seeing, I mean, resurgences now with the um, Delta variant, but as far as things that were affected last year, and supply, um, I still think that we're going to see this coming through every few months, right? Because everyone was affected at different times, depending on how much supply they had at the time that they were hit. We just have to plan and prepare for it and kind of be flexible and roll with it. So I want to share, this I think is super interesting. Um, There is a company that it's a 20 person biotech firm that just beat Elon Musk's Neuralink in getting the okay from the FDA to test brain chip implants in humans with paralysis. Mm. And so the company is called Synchron and um, they are actually going to be doing a very small six person test later on this year through New York's Mount Sinai hospital, where they're going to implant something called a stentrode motor neuroprosthesis in patients with severe paralysis. Wow. And I mean, it's so incredible. Synchron is hopeful that its device will allow patients to use brain data by thinking to control digital devices and achieve improvements in their functional independence. So literally through their thoughts and the electrical waves that are produced through that, um, they will be able to operate a a prosthesis. And and I think, you know, it's just incredible where this technology is going. Their North Star, their ultimate goal, Synchrons, is to achieve whole brain data transfer. But what's really interesting is that um, Neuralink, which is the Elon Musk, uh, you know, kind of effort in this space, actually tested 
an implanted chip in a monkey's brain. And after six months, that monkey was able to play a video game. Wow. <laughs> My monkeys. So just mind boggling uh, in every sense of, of that phrase. Amazing that they're giving people the potential of that, that you know, are, are paralyzed, the potential of regaining strength where they've lost it. I, I think that's amazing. Um, and I've written down the name Synchron so that we can maybe find somebody to, to get on the podcast, to take a deeper dive on that technology and what other things they have in the works. But we also talk about the Pandora's box that opens, Mm -hmm. you know, if you have a chip controlling your brain, obviously we want to do it. I mean, this is amazing, right? But Mm -hmm. what other black hole could that go under, like go down? Um, so yeah. And you and I've had those offline conversations too. Right. No, I think it's super fascinating. It's a two hour procedure that's similar to putting a stent in the heart, except they're doing it in the brain. So it's a fairly Mm -hmm. simple, simple (laughs) procedure where they implant this chip. And then through the electrical impulses of somebody thinking about moving their prosthetic, they're able to do that. And of course, again, they're doing a, a clinical study of this or a test on six specific patients this fall. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Synchron. And then, yeah, I would love to get somebody on the show to Mm -hmm. talk more about that because it's so interesting. Um, And yes, absolutely. Focusing on the good here. Yeah. That's it for me today. Yeah. I think that that's, that's a lot. Um, Thank you for joining us again. uh, We're going to try to bring you more current events in the world of tech and science. So uh, keep listening and you'll hear more uh, from me and Sue each week. We'll see everybody next week. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of We Get Real AF. We're excited to bring you the voices of amazing women and girls who are shaping the future for good. Please help us spread the WeGraph mission of supporting women and girls in emerging tech and science. Follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Our handle is at WeGetRealAF. And visit our website at www.WeGetRealAF.com. Don't forget to like, comment, and to subscribe to the podcast. We also want to give a big shout out and thanks to Sam McLean for providing sound production for the show. You can find Sam on Instagram at McLean Sounds, that's M-C-L-E-A-N-S-O-U-N-D-S, and to our voiceover artist, Veronica Horta, for her show introduction. You can find Veronica on LinkedIn by searching for Veronica Horta, H-O-R-T-A. We'll meet you back here next time for another great conversation about high tech with cool women.